Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, labels and avoiding them with Pollyanna of Conversations with Pollyanna. Newbies not getting consent and Wolfgang. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. So before we get started, a quick shout out to our latest Patreon supporter, Keith and Tammy. So if you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash eroticawakening and take a look at the options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Speaking of stuff that our Patreon stuff guys can get, uh, Patreon guys specifically, <laughs> we have another cockade. This is called The Vice. It's 150 bucks if you buy it in the store. But if you want to put your cage in a cock for free, or, or vice your, versa, put your, your cock, cock in a cage, cage for free, <laughs> write us and say, I'm a Patreon listener and I want a $150 cock cage for my cock. That would be awesome. And we'll send it to you. We'll Simple send it to as you. That. So, and for our Patreon supporters, we've also got the Kickstarter decks. So um, for a discounted price, so there will be a link on the Patreon site. So, and I will ship those out personally. 25% off, I remember 25% correctly. off. So, and um, you know what we need to do? On the Patreon site is put our little YouTube video of what the Kickstarter cards are. Oh yeah, so people actually so, know because we talk into. about them a bit, and I find that when I go out of this region, people have never heard of them when I sell them. Sure. So and then they sell like hotcakes. So it is a fantastic way to do um, negotiation, which is how, or just to get to know somebody. So absolutely love the cards. I actually pitched a class based on the Kickstarter cards, so we're might be presenting in West Virginia coming up. Not too long. Right. 30 minutes. Kind of, they wanted something that prior to the, the sexy room opening up, they want a 30 mm-hmm. minute something. Okay. So we're going to do a little 30 minutes of Kingstarter. I King did Starter, that the last um, time I was there. So it was different. Show and tell sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to do it with Kingstarter cards. So that'd be awesome. But, so, Don, yeah. we have a question of the day today. We've got a variety of other things. We've got a great interview with uh, Pollyanna mm-hmm. and not a whole lot other than that. So. Hang tight. This one's going to go fast. We interviewed Pollyanna in Tucson, correctly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, correct. I forget the name of the event, though. Southwest Love, Love Fest. Love Fest. Right. So, awesome. And uh, had a great time with her, so just chit-chatting. Yep. But before we get there, Don, um, question of the day goes like this. I have a question they opened with, which lets us know it's question of the day. <laughs> They've attended several parties now, and although the parties were told, they were told they would be no touch without consent, and especially to a newbies, yet both times, hands were grabbing a lot of women without consent. People were disrespectful, and boundaries were crossed. Why is this, and how does a newbie go about going to these parties without this kind of thing happening? So, huh, that's an interesting one because uh, consent is a big issue right now, right? So um, I don't know if it's an issue. It's a big topic Mm -hmm. right now. People are really wanting consent to be followed. And though it's been a rule for as long as I can remember, I mean, when we first got in this, no one, at least in our community, no one touched anyone without permission. But we were heavy into the power exchange communities, um, and even now, it's very much uh, preached is the wrong word, but very much discussed and people are advised to have consent before touching anyone else. I'm kind of curious what kind of parties they're going to. Are they going to kink parties? Or are they going to swing parties? Because swing parties are different. Mm-hmm. So swing parties, 
from my experience, and this could be different in different areas and different places across the country and different swing clubs, but my experience has been that, yes, consent is valuable at a swing environment, but it's yes is the default until no is said. But in the kink community, it's usually the other way around. No is the default until yes is said. Right. Or at least that's what we're taught. Now, we don't do a lot of swing stuff. We don't, but... I've been told that in some areas that it is still very... um, very much, very much the same, that no is assumed until you get an enthusiastic yes. Again, we are not swing... Yeah, that, posi- like I said, uh, that hasn't been my experience in the swing but environment. Regardless, but regardless, the answer to your question is stop going to parties wherever the hell you're going to parties. Right. Because when you come to the space here in Columbus, Ohio, for our BDSM parties, that shit don't happen. It don't fly. Right. You would immediately go to a DM or a director and say, hey, this is happening. And we would say, oh, well, we'll make that stop. And we have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are now, some people are naturally huggy. Some people um, still make inappropriate physical contact without it necessarily being an in poor intent. Right. Doesn't matter. It still doesn't fly. If you are a newbie going to a, a play party, or an old person, or a veteran, I should say, mm-hmm. you should not have any concerns about being touched without being consent, without someone giving giving you consent first. If it does happen, I can, unless it's, look, if it's somebody's funky house party, I can't speak to that. But if it's a, you know, any other party, then somebody's got to speak, you should speak up. Right. And if the person doesn't respond, you know, whoever's running it doesn't respond appropriately, then don't go back. Yeah, then then they don't know what the hell they're doing. That that's where you speak with your paycheck or speak with your cash, right? Yeah. So if you paid cash to go to this party, you're going to speak by not going again. Yeah. So or please, as a director, I if something like that is going on, I want to be told right away so that I can handle it right away. Mm-hmm. I don't want to find out about it later that it happened, and and because that just frustrates me because now I can't do anything, mm-hmm. right? So you know, make sure you tell the person running the party what's going on so that they can. They may not have a clue that that's what's going on. Right. So you know, we like to educate when we can because sometimes it could be another newbie that has not been educated. So you know, we try to educate before we get rid of the, people. The other, but, yeah, yeah. And, and certainly you and I both know of many situations where people um, have engaged, have reached out and touched somebody non-consensually, and we have a list of those people. It's called the ban list. Yep. You know, it's the people that are not allowed to come to our space anymore, and it's a very short list. Oh, it's a know? very short list. We'd and, rather educate first. Yeah. Over four years of operating the space, there's very few people that have acted inappropriately in such a way that we've had to say, oh, sorry, you can't come back. Or at one of the events we've produced. Sure. So we've got, you know, very few people on, on that list as well. But we are willing to put people on it if they can't be educated or follow the rules. Sure. Now, there so, are, are, of course, exceptions, and maybe you'd like to tell us about them. Indeed. So head over to our Facebook group. Um, it is Erotic Awakening Podcast, all one word, and share your thoughts. So from there, that kind of a, a interesting topic, uh, something a little more fun. Mm-hmm. I was looking at our book review on Amazon.com for Living MS, our previous book, living uh, uh, very well-regarded Living MS book that we have. 69 reviews. 
Nice. I just thought that'd be fun to say. 69 <laughs> reviews. Still at the almost short, just barely short of a five star the whole way through. Um, which is really funny. If you ever publish a book, you'll realize that um, you don't notice the 68 five stars. Yeah. You notice the one. 4.8 or whatever. Yes. So have you looked at um, Poly Toolkit? Does Poly it have Toolkit many has three reviews on it so far. Okay. All so, five stars, and we've, only we've actually sold many, many, many books of Poly Amory Toolkit. So if you're one of those that got one during the Indiegogo or have bought one on Amazon or bought one from us, please go out and leave us a review. We get emails and FET mails and, and messages all the time about how great people think the book is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you could go out on Amazon so other people can see the review and get the book as well. So we'd love nice. to get that out there. Mm -hmm. Person we've met most recently is Gardening Boy. And we Where? met Gardening... You may not. I, I met Gardening Boy I earlier I've got tonight. a different name because I was at a different place. I met Gardening Boy tonight uh, checking in to the space for nice. the AIS TNG event. Nice. So, and I met Charmaine at uh, the Morgan's Call in Connecticut last oh. weekend. So, and that was kind of interesting because uh, she works in a... Hmm, she works off continent. So she works on a, at, at a different continent yes. doing this super amazing thing that I've got a lot of respect for after just hearing a little bit of her story. And, and I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to out her too much. But um, it was really kind of cool to be sitting at a, a pagan festival and only know one person there and then get chatting with this other person. And we started talking polyamory because I was with the girlfriend there. And then I had brought one copy of the polyamory toolkit. And I have no clue why I even brought it. I didn't bring Kickstarter cards. I didn't bring nothing. I was just going to enjoy the weekend. And um, we started talking polyamory and she was talking about being a unicorn and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I just, I went into the tent and I got the book and I came out and gave it to her. And she's like, oh my God, I already have this book. Thank you. And I'm like, well, I'm one of the authors of it. She's like, oh, you're Dawn of the Erotic <laughs> Awakening podcast. And that was just cool. So that was just. She had a little fangirl action I had a little fangirl right. action or, or, but that was, that was. That was really kind of cool. She had really perky energy, and and it was it was just neat. And then to hear the stories about what she's doing, amazing stuff. I got a lot of respect for that. Well, very cool. I do a podcast. She does she does something that's life changing yeah. for people. Yeah. Well, I guess ours is life changing too, but in a totally different way. So anyway, so Charmaine, definite shout out. So very cool. The random erotic awakening Instagram follower of the day is Doodly Doo. Doodly do. Awesome. Find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as Erotic Awakening. I just posted a picture the other day of the flogger handles that are being oh, made. Yeah. Um, I'm doing those with uh, Arcane and Arcane's <laughs> Addict. And we just started making, we ran out, ran out of floggers. So we just cut wood, <laughs> cut wood for uh, 66 floggers. And we'll slowly be making them over time. I'll we'll have some at Glee this weekend. He'll have some in Cleveland, and then there will be some at Florida Power Exchange, and at Fire, and at GLLA. Somebody's doing a lot of traveling. We'll be doing a lot of traveling between the two of us, so mm -hmm. yay. The um, Almost to time for that interview. Uh, first, Dawn, I have a sexy truth question for you. Do you? Oh, wait, i got to get mine, too. Okay, because right now, I think you're one ahead the last time we counted. This one's kind of interesting. I'm curious how you're going to answer this, Dawn. Uh -oh. I, I, I don't, I'm tired. I've, I've done 
30 hours of driving in the last 10 days. No, 30 hours of driving plus 150 miles on the motorcycle. Well. I put in a lot of freaking miles. That's a lot of miles. <laughs> Don, so in your befuddled state, tell yes. me this. Yes. What one sexual experience do you think about most often? What one sexual experience do I think about the most often? Huh. I've got one with the high school boyfriend that I think about a lot. Okay. No, I got two with him. Um, gosh, with me and you, we've done so much. I don't know if there's is there one that I think about. We've had some hot fucking stuff. Oh, there is one. <laughs> there is one. So, cool. So do you want to know them? Yeah. Was that a yes or no question, or do I have to give details? Um, I can give details. It's okay. Well, one anyway. Oh, but I want to do all of them. No, just one. Oh, but that's no fun. Okay. Um, okay, so there's one with the high school boyfriend. Okay. So we used to live in in Backwater, right? It's, it's a, a little town. So there was cornfields. And there's dirt roads besides cornfields. And the rule was, as a teenager, that you could go down the dirt road, but then you'd have to turn your car around and face it headlights out mm-hmm. so that if another car came up the dirt lane, you could flash your headlights, and they would know there's already somebody back there, okay. right? So that's how you got your privacy. Well, this was next to a creek. So we brought a, um, a sleeping bag, and we were able to get naked, and lay out on the sleeping bag and have sex beside the creek. Oh, so thanks. that was really cool. So Very cool. that's from a long time ago. So, yeah, the stuff we did was more naughty. Yes, that's that a nice just, memory, though. That's a nice memory. Okay, it is. So, but uh, cool. Yours was much more rough. <laughs> All right, which one's mine? Okay, so yours was when you when we did the anal. Can I say that word? We were doing the anal, and you went to slam into me, and I screamed and tried to get away, and you grabbed my hips and said, where the fuck are you going, and pulled me back to you. <laughs> That's a good one. That was. <laughs> I call do... that penal. Yes, they do. I didn't know that until recently. I've yeah, learned I that word. Yeah, I knew that word. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you on my phone that I knew that word. That's true. <laughs> so, yes, that was that hot. Okay. Do you have a question for me? Oh, I do, but I've, oh, I almost tore it up. I was over here thinking about your answer. Thinking about my answer. So uh, this one's easy. I know the answer to this one. Have you ever had sex with more than one person at a time? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pr- quite a bit at this point. I, I would don't think. know. I would say quite a bit. One hand. Or two? I use both hands. No, <laughs> counting-wise. I think probably one hand, maybe two if I was really stretching. Yeah, but I'm probably thinking one hand, just between, yeah. yeah. So um, not, not, Never that have been um, where, well, actually. I was going to say, watch what you say. I've been part of most of those. <laughs> I think you've been part of all of those, I think. All of those? I can think of one you had with an ex-wife. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that wasn't yeah. me. Yeah. So, yeah. So, not too many, but. Yep. Cool. So, you know, it's it's a the funny more... thing is, the funny thing is, it, it ends up being, yes, it's hot and all that kind of stuff, but it, like a lot of, you have porno fantasies and then you actually do mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. A lot of 
mechanical, logistical sort of things that need to be worked out. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, same thing. No regrets. No regrets. Glad that happened. Logistics are, are, are a little funky sometimes. Yep. So cool. that's it. We are to the interview. Other than, I think you have some tentacles to talk about. I do. So, um, oh, Kayubi sent you something? Sent me the he cupcake. He sends me stuff. <laughs> cupcake boobies via FetLife. Always a classic. And, man, it's hard to stay on a diet when people send you cupcake boobies. I bet. So, man. Um, and then Chip, the tentacle guy, and every time I think of Chip, I look at this little blanket that we have here on the table. Nice. That's got part of his T-shirt in it that uh, Bat turned into tentacles. Um, so he sent a weird octopus massage glove. And it was really weird because it was from Japan, and it had, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't a cartoon. It was, like, a picture of a real guy that had put the suction cup on his cheek. And then it was like a lasto man, you know, it was like pulling the, the <laughs> cheek skin off of his cheek or something. So that was just weird. And then um, JD and JJ sent me pictures uh, today, I think yeah. it was, both of them did, um, of tentacle tights that they had seen through Facebook. Mm -hmm. So those were kind of neat. They're uh, sheer tights. And then there's uh, like kind of like these little finger tentacle things is what they reminded me of that um, peeks out from the top, reaching down towards the knees. That's kind of neat. Very cool. I may have to get those. And there you go. So, so that well, takes us into our interview with Pollyanna of the um, of the Pollyanna Conversations with Pollyanna podcast. Very nice conversation we had with her talking about labels and when to use them and how to avoid them. And she actually taught me a couple of really neat concepts and ideas that I've been using since then. Nice. So, Don, here we are at Southwest Love Festival. We were just having a fantastic conversation with Pollyanna from Conversations with Pollyanna. And we said, please shut up in our <laughs> nice way until I can get this microphone out. I might have said it nicely. Run, run down to our room and we'll set it all up and, yeah, we'll do yes. ours too. <laughs> um, because it was such an interesting conversation. So let's backtrack a little bit to bring our, our listeners in. So you were telling us that you found that one of the challenges in the polyamory community was, was it the way that we're communicating with each other? Yeah, I think it's also a matter of, of perceiving how we're approaching one another. I mean, there, we have a lot to accomplish when we first enter polyamory, learning exactly how to be polyamorous, mm -hmm. what this means for us from this internal journey from within, this great awakening that happens. And it can be overwhelming sometimes. And I think that um, sometimes I see people, you know, certainly in forums or maybe talking person to person, they'll start adopting things like black and white morality or universal truths, just things that kind of go into the realm of like logical fallacies, basically. Right. Um, and then what this breeds is labeling each other, lack of understanding, lack of compassion. Um, so I definitely try to, in my shows, certainly in the after chat or in conversations when it comes up, um, I try to infuse just this different way of thinking. Um, you know, the climate of politics as it is now today is very is very us and them. And then we see that within our community too. And I think that the key to that really is just changing the conversation. How are we viewing each other as soon as we sit down to the table and talk to each other? How are, are we pushing each other with compassion? Are we seeking to understand? Uh, are we learning, learning and appreciating each other as human beings? Or are we just immediately trying to categorize each other and label each other? It's, it seems like it's as soon as you sit down that it's like, okay, you're talking to them to, tr to f try to find out if they're a friend or foe. Mm -hmm. You know, not actually seeing them as a person. You know, how am I going to respond to you? Are you my friend? And yeah, we can 
agree on all these things or are you my enemy and now I have to prove my point? Yeah, just like this very antagonistic things. Mm -hmm. Like you're prepping for a debate, except that we're all really, really breaking all the basic rules of having a good debate. Right. <laughs> because in, in your debate, you're supposed to be logical. You're supposed to accept that things can be taken in terms of context and subtext. Like what, what is the actual situation here? What is the real motivating factors? Like one of the things I hear pretty commonly is, is when couples don't want to date um, bisexually or maybe with regardless of gender expression, um, if they have these qualifiers like, oh, I only date other women and, you know, my wife dates women and me, mm -hmm. um, then, then I hear a lot of people will label immediately um, like that they're, that they're homophobic. Right. That, that means yes. that that equals homophobia, and it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, yeah and, and that's a, uh, been a really interesting one that we've noticed as well over the last... Um, over some time, the how unicorn hunting has gone from a this is a thing that people do to a hated you must be a despicable horrible human being if you do that, and it's been an interesting to see the climate change, uh, and we certainly our experience has been the same. There's the you're either on our side. I actually had uh, I had someone not too long ago so join the fight with us, which implies so many things. First off, why does there have to be a fight? And why do I have to be with you? Why can't we be with each other? So as a, so as a solo polyamorous, I think that's how you identify? It is, yeah. Have you found that when you express yourself as a solo polyamorous, that even within that smaller community, people are saying, no, you're not, you're doing it wrong, only this way or that way? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And especially for me, <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that there's a lot of people that... Um, that might kind of hesitate with considering me just genuinely polyamorous. I am genuinely polyamorous, but I identify what I kind of have cutely labeled poly swing. So I'm a hundred percent, just like I'm hundred percent into women, hundred percent into men with my bisexuality, this duality, not division. I'm also a hundred percent polyamorous and I'm a hundred percent into the lifestyle. So you said unicorn hunting. And when I hear that and this connotation that uh, that, that that's bad. That if you're seeking a single single woman or the, whatever the male equivalent is, I can't remember the name. I, for dragon hunting, there's a dragon hunting. Dragon yeah, hunting. Okay. I, I keep calling it werewolf hunting, which also sounds like <laughs> very mysterious and cool. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, and it's all ethical, not monogamy, right? So if you're saying that even if they are just looking for a casual connection with a woman, is a couple coming together? What if she's looking for that too? Right. And technically, that's swinging. And what's so wrong with that? <laughs> I don't think anything's wrong with that. So it's just it's this this qualify constantly qualifying each other of are you meeting my moral standard and mm -hmm. if not we have to attack you right and it just to me is uh, in a free love community is something that's really surprised me and I'm newer to it I mean it's been like four years or so mm -hmm. for me um, and and just getting more and more social now this last couple of years but I just it really shocks me because you would think um, that you know coming into this open minded community that we would just we wouldn't have these um, shortcomings of just being being attacking, not not necessarily being as open minded where we could be. But what it really I've kind of started to, to realize lately is that it can be overwhelming. It can be morally and emotionally and just uh, just exhausting to constantly think about ethics and things all the time. So it is really tempting to just have lazy logic, have lazy ethics, mm -hmm. and that's really what it is of, of labeling other people. Of saying you must be this, otherwise you are not that, and kind of just trying to put everybody in categories, which is ironic, but mm -hmm. because that's what we were escaping from. 
But I think, I feel like it's just, it's kind of just comes out of this emotional exhaustion for people of like, I just don't want to think about <laughs> stuff anymore. Right. So you go for the simple answer. Yeah. yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And why don't you have, or I'm going to guess you don't experience that in swing lifestyle. Oh, do no, I do absolutely. Okay. Oh, there's okay. some of that too. Um, it's yeah, it's it's not unique to polyamory for sure. Like there's okay. there's a lot of, um, of talk like um, so. There's different kinds of ways to be a swinger, right? You can mm-hmm. be. I'm slow to play. I'm very slow to play. Like I'm like so a tortoise. So we we're failures <laughs> at swinging. Yes. We've tried. We're too slow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we I'm, talk too much. Oh, I'm a sapiosexual, so I'm the same way. I'm right, sure right. I drive people crazy because it could take months. Yes. <laughs> like well, that's just you know the way that it goes with me. But that's knowing your style, knowing yourself, being true to mm-hmm. yourself um so, but some people are they don't even want to know your name they are necessarily real name they don't want to know what's going on in your, your life very very quick to move nothing wrong with that with consenting adults it's all different you being genuine to yourself but um some people have said well if you don't if you your friends first a swinger basically you're not really a swinger mm-hmm. you know sort of thing or or if you don't have sex with enough people or if you don't have sex in this certain like with couples or with men and women then you're not really a swinger so it's mm-hmm. there too for sure and i think that and i think of also too um if you talk about like gold star gays versus platinum gays um that's you know this this us versus them division within within the queer community too within the gay community um so it happens throughout sex minority groups mm-hmm. yeah. i was actually surprised to hear that it happened in swinging as well because yeah. like i said we've dabbled in swinging we tried it because we found that it was easier to get into that instead of polyamory before we knew the word mm-hmm. and yeah we talked too much so you know we're trying to make friends before you know this thing so that's when we knew poly was our thing but um like i just saw on a forum recently where someone was saying that they were looking for a unicorn that they didn't say unicorn they're brand new so they probably don't even know that unicorn hunting see the air quotes unicorn hunting is even a negative thing yeah right attackable offense right yes. right so they're talking about this thing and they're like you know so we're thinking of um trying to see if jealousy is going to be a thing for us so we want to find somebody that we can have sex with and see what the feelings are and they got totally attacked mm-hmm. and like 50 50 messages down i ended up writing and saying you know what honestly this is what dan and i did we wanted to see if jealousy was, a, you know, a thing for us. So we found people that were okay with no strings attached. So you can find this in the swinging community, yep. you know, and you can find this. And, and you, in the swinging community, you're allowed to say, this is what I'm looking for because this is what I need. Yep. And you don't get judged. But now I'm hearing you do get judged. <laughs> I, I you do, guess. yeah. Well, and there's, there are friends for swingers. I think that there's judgment everywhere. And mm-hmm. I think that what it really... I mean, I had this kind of like very Pollyanna, right, idea that you know, I'm going to enter sex, sex minority groups and they're all going to be so understanding, these elevated people. But the darker and size of human nature where we fail, we're not, we're not immune to that. Mm-hmm. We, so we still have to contend with that. You mentioned these groups, and some of them can be just this real trap shoot. There's this one I'm on where I have just, finally I was just like, okay, that's it. I don't want to see any of these commenters. Um, and I was just uh, saw an interview with Monica Lewinsky who talks about um, trolls and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and her one of her th- things, she, she talks about cyberbullying because she was probably the first person ever right. to experience yeah. cyberbullying on a global scale. Um, so she would know is just block them. There's power in blocking. And yeah. so that's what I encourage people to do is if you see people coming up on your feed with this better sexual mentality, because we go to the forums to learn, to grow. And we don't need that. We don't need anyone breaking us down. Just block. And so what I do on those forums is for everyone else to see, because I'm sure they know by now on the ones that I'm on, what my method is, is I just type out blocking underneath the comment that has deserved that reaction. 
and I block that person. And now those forums mm-hmm. are pleasant as heck. I don't oh, see any of those comments nice. anymore because they're gone. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the most powerful thing you can do is just to silence voices like that. Where, how you can. Like in right. the social media, that would be the way that you do that. And it's really challenging to want to hang out and be take the path of compassion that says, I'm going to keep talking to you until we can find that common ground. And there has to be that point where you recognize somebody is, and I'm going to use the term a fanatic, their viewpoint is so locked in that you're never going to get there and that you're simply standing in a fire hoping for... Someone throws you a bucket of water. Throws you a bucket of water. (laughs) And the person with the bucket of water is just enjoying the fact you're standing in fire and throwing in logs instead. And I think that blocking, there are times where you have to say, we are incompatible in our views. Let's move on. Absolutely. I mean, because what's because it almost seems like for some people, it's almost like wanting to bait the argument, and that's yes. the goal, which achieves nothing. Like I'm, I'm all about having a, a healthy discussion where we have different points of view and we disagree. Because I can grow from that. I grow from that all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking for a debate, and you and like I said before, you're ignoring all the rules of debate, like staying keeping logical, and you're being disrespectful, which often is it comes in. And maybe you've got this um, kind of you're you're getting a group together for <laughs> for this um, like to to attack you know one other group that thinks a different way. I'm not going to engage with that right. because that's the goal is to engage me. So I just you know I don't negotiate with terrorists. I just walk mm-hmm. away, <laughs> right. sort of thing. And and I feel like that's the best way to undermine that because you can't force people to see your point of view ever. Right. Even if they're trying to force you to see theirs, I feel like the best way to approach that really is to just set the right example. And, and just encourage positive conversations, but don't engage when it gets don't to that engage. point. And, and to don't, because I've, I've had to learn this lesson even recently, you know, don't engage and literally just don't engage. Don't have an emotional response to it mm-hmm. even, right? So don't have that anger. Don't have that I'm ignoring you so and you'll notice it sort of thing. Just don't engage. Yeah. So, and even with that comment that I was talking about with that, with that group where I said, you know, in Swinging Land, we do this all the time and it's allowed. I didn't go back to see what the comments were mm-hmm. on that because I don't have to defend what I just said. What I just said was my experience and I was offering it to the other person that was getting trashed mm-hmm. that yes, other people do it as well and then left it because I'm not going to engage in the rest of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah. so one more question if you don't mind. Oh, absolutely. It sounds like you're, it could be perceived that you <laughs> are suggesting that people that are new to polyamory throw in the towel immediately because we're a bunch of dicks. <laughs> No. So how do you get, what would you recommend to somebody who's new to polyamory? How do I get engaged without becoming one of these people that speaks an attackable offense? Well, I am so glad that you actually said that because my experience has been that it's the vast minority that are like this. The okay. vast oh, minority. Good, good. It is a small, small, small population. It's just that usually populations like that are vocal. And, and, and like I said, it's not unique to polyamory. These are, these are just human nature things that happen that we encounter in any social setting. Um, but I feel like it's important to talk about, and I'm glad we're talking about it today because it can be really intimidating. You're so vulnerable. You're first starting out. And so it can feel like maybe this is what this community is and mm-hmm. I have to be fearful of it, but it really is not. The vast majority are people that are, that are just wanting to teach you and guide and learn, even just in friendship. And, and there's just this wealth of information and, and, and these experiences that you can have um, where you are safe and you can be nurtured. 
Um, so I feel like it's important to mention and be prepared for so you can use your big, strong voice that you're developing and that's burgeoning out of you. Um, but yeah, but, but just know that it's, it's, you just you listen to it, you walk away, and then you find all of the other polyamorous people that right. are awesome, wonderful, and it, cool. That, that's very well said. Uh, as somebody who's, you know, we've run a few poly events, it's, and all the events are like this. The reality is 80% of the people just want to, they'll pay their $20, show up, have a good time, go home. So you're right. It is the the, the majority is yeah. Wonderful they're there people, to, great people to get to know. Yeah. Pollyanna, I think that's what you've said. You said an amazing number of really important things that I've actually written down: lazy mm-hmm. logic and attackable offense and black and white mentality. And I hope that we have the opportunity to see you start presenting on these topics as we start traveling, as we continue to travel around. Mm-hmm. How do people find out more about you? Well, I've got my website with everything there on it with Pollyanna.com. Um, if anyone wants to support what I'm doing, um, as I grow and grow with me, they can um, help me through patreon.com backslash with Pollyanna. I'm grateful for that, and I interact directly with my patrons with kind of more exclusive content, so that's really a cool exchange, too, to share with them. Very cool. Yeah, awesome. Thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Thank you. And we appreciate your time, and we just kind of stealth grabbed you just a little bit. We did. You just grabbed me out awesome. of my room, pulled me on over. <laughs> so, about this whole swinging thing, we like to talk a lot, too, so... Okay. How's the weather today? Isn't that going out of Kofi? And what do you think about...